Well, we've made it to Friday, boys and girls, uh, moms and dads. Good to have you on board today. It is a Friday edition of the Jack Michaels Show. A couple of us in studio, Jack and Brad. Derek on location today. <laughs> Derek's had a great, great week. You know, it just it's like, where's Waldo, though? He's either been like <laughs> you know, mornings on KFGO or doing an afternoon. He obviously, he's swinging by here on the Jack Michaels Show, and today's at Forest Hills, and and uh, and staying busy. We've got kind of a busy, action-packed hour today, and then we'll we'll check in with uh, D here quickly. But uh, it, you know, the, the, there's a buzz in the valley because the Red River Valley uh, Fair is is underway, and so people have either you know made then hopefully you've made a plan uh, whether, whether you're going to Dan and Shay uh, tonight with Kip Moore or the rides, or is it the food? You know, Third Eye Blind tomorrow, Jelly Roll. I know our friends Kristen Kendra, Tiger Lily Gold, or Playing on the stages tonight or tomorrow night. I guess tomorrow. Yep, yeah. that's right, exactly. Tomorrow night. Got the list in front of me. Tomorrow night. So, Kendra and Krista. Krista's got a vertical jump of 45 inches from Hazen, the great former volleyball standout. So, yeah, it's it's just flow rider. Uh, you, know, I, you know, whatever it is, letting your hair down uh, and, and, and having a weekend. The weather, yeah, okay. Maybe something that didn't rolls through. But I think tomorrow when... Brad is knee deep into the zipper ride with his beautiful daughter. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. <laughs> Whether you're eating an elephant ear or a pickled. Oh man, I gotta, <laughs> I, I gotta come up with what I'm gonna eat tomorrow. We usually go to the, and I would highly recommend the 4H stand because for twofold: one, reasonably priced, yes, and two, you're helping kids. There, and, and, and almost a little ec- educational on top yes. of everything. Yes, yes, you're helping kids. Uh, you're helping. Um, uh, the newest San Antonio Spurs security guard apparently shoved Britney Spears. I don't know if we'll have time to get to that today, but boy, that's it. Well, I think we should make time. Th- that's, <laughs> that's, that was breaking news. I do have that story in front of me. There was a disqualification at, in Pebble Beach. I'll tell you why. Yesterday, uh, an intriguing thing, kind of one of those, I guess you should know, but you know, rules, some, some courses are different rules. Uh, for things and you know speaking of that Amy Olsen had a tough first round seven over yesterday just found the bunker quite a bit um you know, you know maybe today you know she'll she'll tee off around left to three o'clock and and uh and maybe she'll find ways to cut into that seven over uh today Red Hawks let's just line in Forrest Gump and that's all I gotta say about that yeah well, you burn that tape and we're gonna start over start over again tonight yeah. remember the movie rounders nobody ever remember you always remember the bad beats nobody ever remembers the great wins that's but you always right. remember the bad beats that's right <laughs> that was a bad that was a bad beat last night and uh, hopefully they do forget about it as Brad said uh so there's that and I do have a we do have a question of the day today and I hope I haven't asked it before but if I did so be it we always get new people tuning in uh but Derek I uh, now I know you're not out there gonna gonna play 36 holes. Uh, I hope you do. That'd be great. But uh, you're out of Forest Hills today, D. Hans. That's right. I'm uh, filling in for Tyler Axis today. Sorry, a little hot. Uh, filling in for Tyler Axis today on his show on our sister station. So I thought I'd join you a little bit early because they had a big uh, I love golf tournament going on. Well, I, I love it, Derek. And, and I'm, I'm on the on the question today, uh, and I'm, I'm curious what Brad's uh, is because I've. I've I've thrown this today, and and you know on Fridays we we throw a little something for fun. We're not con- we're not carrying the world's issues on Fridays on the Jack Michael Show no. Text Club, but you can text <laughs> text to three five two seven zero. Just know this that Jordan uh, 
uh, the Jordan Bennett, uh, one of them in production, our great Jordan Bennett, we like Jordan, just no, one of his answers was salt and pepper. So that said, here's the question today for the text club. Feel free to flood our text club at 35270 and be sincere. The uh, Derek, here it is. Uh, you've got two events coming up in your family. You got one, a, a family reunion. Uh, you, you, your family, you know, whatever, significant others, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, cousins, the family. And the other event is you've got your circle that you run with, maybe college friends, uh, you know, whatever, uh, people you hang with, maybe a little block party, a neighbor, you know, people that you, you, you do that. So these are the two events you have coming up. And you have to hire two bands or groups or duos, and those the name of those bands or groups or duos feature an ampersand, not the and, A-N-D, uh, not in, as in an apostrophe, the ampersand, the little curly, and you all look at it, it looks like a, a, a post, you, know, you get what I'm saying. Who do you hire for your family reunion? Who do you hire to play your, your block party with you and your, your pals and your, your group that you kind of like to maybe get a little little loose with uh, on that? So there there's the question go back to Jordan Bennett. I think that's what he said, didn't he, Brad? He said, I'm hiring Salt and Peppa for my... Yes, uh, I can confirm. I was in the, I was in the room when he <laughs> Jordan said that. said, I'm yeah. getting Salt and Peppa for my... or Pepper for my Peppa for my uh, my friend. So, Derek, that is the hard-hitting question. Uh, and I was going to say Dan and Shay, but Dan and Shay, I don't think, use the ampersand. I think they use a... They use a plus a, sign. Yes, right? right? So they went, oh, for cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you find it on a tree somewhere in Tennessee near Nashville? Or that's there, that yeah, could be. There's your thing. So that's uh, – Don't the rhyming. That's uh, – you know, who do you hire for your family reunion? Now, past or present, obviously living or dead. It's a hypothetical because who's got the money to – well, maybe we do have some people that have money to hire. <laughs> I heard that. I thought about this. And, and does Prince – and the, revolution. and the revolution. Does yeah. that use an ampersand? I'd have yeah, to... because that's a tough one because you can go with a lot of those, like Bob Seger and the Silver and the Bullet silver, Band. But does it use an ampersand? So that that's what makes this yeah. question a little bit. You almost, almost are going to say, go ahead and Google today. Usually we say don't. Go ahead and Google. Does it, Brad? Uh, the one that says uh, has does have the word and in it. Oh, so I can't hire Prince and the Revolution. I just, but so many times you'll see both, though, right? I mean, just depends yeah. on what yeah. what you're reading. I mean, I think, but some are. It's built into their title, like they've named themselves. That's yeah. that's their brand. That's uh, I I think there's. So anyway, that's the uh, that's the uh, the thought on that. So we'll take that at three five two seven. Who do you hire for your family? You tell reunion? we're coming up on the MLB All Star break. Right that's here, right, baby. So I'm digging. Right. I'm digging into the bag. Yeah, I'm digging into the How bag. How about for the reunion? I'll go back to the '70s and say Seals and Crofts. Oh, that's because yeah. they have an ampersand, and I did, and I did Google it and check. Fantastic! Thank you. I that's would, a well, good. That's one a of good PA's one. favorites, Hall and Oates. What do they do? Oh, there we oh, go. That's an that. Did we just mention one you could really hire for either? Yeah. I think that would be. Uh, yep. They use an ampersand according they do. to it. Yep. So we can. How we can about include uh, Hall and Oates? And kind of on the same thing with Bob Seger and them. I mean, how about Huey Lewis and the News? That'd be a fun party because it oh, was. Oh, I was so too. Many, Oh, that's a great call. So many hits, right? 
I wish yes. I could go to that party. If that's who you're hiring for the the friends, yeah. well, I, we were friends, so I would like to think Brad and I can come hang out. Oh, I think we could do that, yeah. That's a good... And then um, I'm hanging at the Andersons for Seals and Crofts just for some kickback oh, I think, and some uh, charts. I have to ask uh, <laughs> John and Betty how, where they're at on... Uh, where Seals and Crofts ranks on their uh, I never list even of thought about that. That's a great How album. about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Oh, that was a texture. Ampersand. That's a I thing. think that that's a party that's a party one there. Boy, you're crashed. Tom that, has left us, but Yeah, uh, yeah. Past your present hypothetical. That's a fantastic response. Yeah. So let that uh, you know, put that in your 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 brain and let that roll around. I'd like to see you and be genuine, uh, who you'd really uh, but yeah, the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers would be a heck of a could you imagine that call? Derek, this is Jack. Yeah, Brad and I were just chatting. We were having a little get-together uh, over there in Downer. And uh, aren't you swing by? We got a band, too. Who's coming? Tom Petty and the Heartbreak. Tom Petty and the Heartbreak. <laughs> we got a text. This is a good one from the country genre. Brooks and Dunn. Oh, yeah. Would that be family yeah, be reunion good. or would that be your friends getting together? Which, I which would party think that would going? probably be the friends. I would be my guess. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what what kind of circles your family's running in, so I'm not well, sure. I guess this will also shed some light on your family, depending on your answer. You know, depending on what family members show up, they might apply. Yeah. Well, this is kind of interesting because it's, uh, you know, I think Jack, your fave, but not always traveled with the E Street Band. Oh, was Bruce, it? Oh, Springsteen, Springsteen and the and? E Street. Did, did they use a, an ampersand? You know, just throwing that out there. Oh, but. I was just chatting with uh, the the manager of the Liberty Hotel in San Antonio. He's a big fan of. We were talking about little Stevie, who was in. Is it Criminal Minds? He was an actor in one of his favorite uh, 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 shows. Uh, Stevie played a cop. Uh, Springs. Uh, anyway, now now we're really Sopranos. So I've seen, Sopranos. Yeah. That's exactly right. Thank you, Derek. So I've seen Springsteen, and I've two different examples. One includes the ampersand. One does not. So we're going to let him in. On a, I think we can let him in on a technical. Well, if you're bringing yeah, in Bruce Springsteen uh, and the East Street Band, could you imagine, Clarence? Could you pass me another sandwich? Thank you. Continue with your saxophone. I think it's hard to be bring him in because I think uh, he just died. But this is kind of because you have a few commas in the middle of. Crosby, Stills, Stills and, and Nash, Nash and Young. And Young yes. and it, well, but it counts because we're, we're, it is a hypothetical. So, Nash, past yeah. or present, uh, we'll uh, we'll allow it. The uh, here's Approved. the deal. Uh, <laughs> I still I'll never forget meeting Graham Nash and David Crosby in that uh, building. I just that was. I had you're right. Remember that? I had Graham Nash. That was crazy. I had Graham Nash on my afternoon show, and he came in, and he wasn't wearing any shoes or socks. <laughs> he was bare feet. I thought, oh. Okay, this is how he rolls. A little different rolls. animal. Yeah. A little different thinking. I'm like, I, 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 I just thought that was strange, but I thought, well, maybe not. All right. Maybe that's Texter how came up with this group. Ladies, Ooh, we're yeah, having a block good. party. We're having a block party on the Jack Michaels. Can we I like it. Joan Jett and the Blackheart. This would be an awesome block party. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great call. That's a party we could all attend. Oh, uh, then when the party, you know, and then she could throw in a little crimson clover for the heck of it, you know, and and, yep. and wind it down. That's a big block party. Couple things, uh, gang. The uh, I mentioned Amy Seven Over, uh, the the uh, young lady from uh, Thailand, uh, the Vong Tavilap, uh, I believe. Hopefully that's close to how you pronounce her name. Good golfer, first round, seventy eighth U.S. Open women's title, uh, disqualified. After her caddy, Jin Sup Kim, used a distance measuring device on multiple holes. Oh, wow. 20-year-old rookie Derek and Brad from Thailand 
was even par through five holes. And you saw some of the scores coming in yesterday. It's not like, you know, so she's got to be thinking, this is fantastic. I'm even par through five holes, uh, competing in her first U.S. Open, uh, U.S. Women's Open. And uh, during the first round, the the, uh, the USGA releasing, on multiple occasions, the caddy uh, for her used a distance measuring device, which is not allowed in the U.S. Women's Open. Uh, the first breach is a general penalty. The second breach results in disqualification. Apparently, though, distance measuring devices were allowed at a recent women's PGA at uh, Baltrusol, the uh, the and then other places they are not allowed, like the U.S. Open and the Women's British Open. Uh, I guess I'm not in necessarily the golf circles, but mm-hmm. my, I guess my question here to you guys is: uh, Didn't we just have? Shouldn't that be a rule? One, one it's one or the other. <laughs> you know, either you can or you can't. Yeah, I think the uh, you got to lay the ground rules down yeah. right away on that. Be a question for Colpack tomorrow. That'd morning be a good the, uh, on the golf throw, show. Throw Jeff out there. She had, Jeff will be live tomorrow, by the way, for the uh, for uh, at least to start the program at ten a.m. But that's a tough break, Derek. Absolutely. I mean, here, right, Brad? I mean, here's her yeah. caddy out there doing. You know, we've all seen these. You know, everybody uses it. They, 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 a lot of people do, and and uh, and it cost her after. Uh, I get that they help because you obviously get distance, and that's a key in, in golf. But I mean, how much can it really? I mean, that, it's it's tough to see the kid get disqualified. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's tough, but uh, you know, you kind of have to know this going in, right? I mean, this is yeah, all, all your you know T's crossed and I's dotted when it comes to those situations. They still and, let you. Is that, and you're on a golf course. Is that the caddy's job, guys? Is it the athlete or the caddy's job to know that? I would say a little bit of both. I, yeah, I would say a little of both, and then maybe the caddy say, you know, if you got a little win. Can you still throw up the blade of grass and see which way right. the wind's blowing to uh, say, all right, do I need a five or a six here? It's kind of like radar um, protect. Maybe it's not at all, but in your car to spot where, where maybe there's a highway there, patrol. There may be, uh, yes, right. I always wonder going, is that legal or is it not legal? Is it legal? Is it not? Is that, can you have that? <laughs> is it, uh, do you have to, if I get pulled over, do I have to shove I'm, it underneath? I remember know? my dad getting one of those, and I always feel like he was getting away with something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like John, you're kind of bending the it's rules like you're here. In the CIA, yeah. you know, when you had Johnny, one of those. You're kind of, you're kind of, <laughs> this is kind of ruining your image here. Uh, the other thing, Northwestern has suspended football coach Pat Fitzgerald. Oh wow! Yeah, after a school hazing investigation in late November, the university received a complaint alleging instances of hazing occurring inside the Wildcats locker room and at Camp Kenosha uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where they they hold their preseason camp. So he didn't say what the what the the rituals of the hazing went on, and Fitzgerald said he wasn't really aware of uh, of what goes on, but understood that you know he's taking responsibility, I guess. And I'd imagine that that's problem. I, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt. I think a lot of coaches may know, and uh, and choose to look, look away. The other way, right? Yep. Some coaches maybe don't have a clue, and the players do that on their own, but. He's uh, he's going out pay for a couple of weeks and uh, and now in the wake of it, Derek and Brad, your thoughts on this? In the wake of it, Northwestern is 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 you know reinforcing the rules that they have about this and and, and the penalties, but it's also adding an independent monitor to the locker room, who does not report to the football staff and create an online reporting tool for student athletes to report allegations of hazing or misconduct. So in essence, kind of a 
They hired a narc? Spy. Well. <laughs> that's, that's exactly. Good word, Brad. That's exactly right. That's what they did. They hired a narc. And so I'm thinking, it, it, again, sounds good, but I'll throw it again, Derek and Brad. Good or bad. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I and there's some bad hazing stories out there. By no means, can yeah, they, you know, not but, to make light of this, right. but but you know what I'm getting at here. Yeah, there's I, a, there's a protective entity within a locker room that some things are just kind of best left in there, and it helps almost yes. in team bonding and yes, in the, the yeah. So, but I guess well, if, I think it's usually if you have the right captain, stuff like this won't happen. What I think the interesting part about Fitzgerald is a guy who graduated from there, what, in the mid-90s. Oh, yeah. Ha- is, guy, yeah. And a lot of these hazing traditions kind of go through generations, right? Especially, so, I mean, he, you know, you know, played under Barnett all the way down to, what you know, this yep. is something that's happened year after year, so he just kind of looked the other way, yeah, that's what I did in the 90s. You know, that, right, yeah. That, that's, that, we don't know. I'm just speculating here because that maybe could be. I mean, there's traditions, no matter who the coach is, uh, NDSU and UND, I'm sure. Right. And so, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good just, point. He literally is one of the most awarded players in that uh, right. in that program. Oh, I was I was on the phone here. I didn't catch what. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so that I think that's one thing you want to look into is whether or not just the generations of football players at Northwestern, how long are some of these hazing traditions going yeah. along? Yeah. You know, Camp Kenosha, you know, that's right, where they right, you know, right. that's their thing. And, and that's, I mean, I'm sure that's something to look at. I think. And I think what you want from a captain or multiple captains is just not have this because I just don't think anything really comes out of, like, any physical hazings. I mean, Kevin Bake and, you know, in Animal House, those days should be over, Yeah, right? thank you, sir. May I have another kind of stuff, right? Oh, oh, on top of uh, the on top of the narc, <laughs> okay. on top of that, uh, the monitor there, uh, they are discontinuing the practices and events at Camp Kenosha. Oh, heck, really? What the heck was going on at Camp Kenosha? Yeah. yeah. What happens at Camp good. Kenosha stays, stays at there. Camp Kenosha, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a shame because I think those things are really good. I mean, I can tell you with a certain football team I follow a lot, uh-huh. they do a little thing, at, and it's a, it's a positive thing. It's a team bonding thing, and I think that can work. Didn't work out for Les Steckel that one time that they tried to do that. But uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't uh, hazing. That was just yeah. – uh, that, that was boot camp with helmets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was – yeah, full metal jacket type of stuff going on there, it seemed like, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, but... Poor Darren Nelson dropped, and we didn't know if he was going to come right. back up. You know, mm-hmm. back in those in, in those 30 for 30s on Southern University practices in the dust, whether it be old Bear Bryant films that yep. you saw, they did, the players didn't need hazing. They, the hazing came from the coaching. That, you know, That's that was, right. Right? You know, that was how uh, that worked. Uh, we'll come back real quick. Again, Derek at Forest Hills. Corey Provis uh, joining us. Today and uh, lots to get to with with Corey. Just another weekend series before the uh, Major League Baseball All Star Game. Uh, it's also Satchel Paige's birthday, and for those of you that don't remember, Satchel Paige uh, played professional baseball or semi pro, I guess they called it back in the day, uh, in the state of North Dakota. If you don't know or don't remember what team he played for in the state of North Dakota. I will let you know about that uh, coming up around the corner. It's kind of a, a great, you know, Satchel Page had a lot, a lot of different angles. I've, and heard bran- the, I've read the story. Right, branches right. to yeah. his career. You know, back when, when you know, uh, until, you know, justice was, was done for some. Some played with Herbert Evan Justice, but, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, we, you certainly heard about the Negro League uh, uh, ball playing, Satchel Page, some of those great ball players. 
but yeah, he played for a team in North Dakota. I'll kind of throw that out too. Derek and Forest Hills today. Good to have him on board there. And feel free to hang on as long as you can, D. Jack and Brad in the studio. Red Hawks tonight against Kansas City. Ooh. The Monarchs are in town, and and all the players that have either three A's or a- MAG by their by their previous uh, positions. So it's a good team. And the Twins starting a series against the Yellow Square Provost. We'll talk about that. It is a Friday edition on the Jack Michaels Show. Bring your Joan Jet and your Tom Petty's to the table today. We're back with more after this other fan. Who's got these guys that are reunited? question. This is an ampersand, ampersand, isn't that's, it? Uh, that's uh, that's why they were included. That's yes. right, baby. No plus, and just de- an ampersand. They're an ampersand. And Derek would agree. Every I was telling my wife, every time I hear this song, I think of college game day. That's it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, f- I think of the two that were in downtown Fargo, obviously. Yes. Just yeah. kind of that weird scene of seeing that and then it popping onto a place I've been to thousands of times. Just that, that was that was a little surreal for sure. Yeah, I would agree. We're forcing you. You're having two parties coming up. Want to get together with you, your friends, your circle, if you will. And one is your family reunion, but you're hiring two bands or groups uh, that have featured ampersand in their title. Who plays your your circle of friends and your, your people? Who who do you hire to play your reunion? So big and rich, to me, probably would fall. Well, that maybe would would hit either. Maybe. I think you could make a case for both. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, they, I saw them at, uh, they actually played at the Bell Bank Christmas party two years ago. I was invited to with some friends. And, yeah, they always put on a good show. So uh, I mentioned Satchel Page's birthday today. And we'll get into more baseball and, and how great the Reds are and the fact that Atlanta and Tampa Bay play this weekend in the series. Wow. <laughs> Is that going to be a How about that, fellas? The Braves and Rays in yes, a weekend series before the going to be the <laughs> national game of the week Saturday night. Just put the World Series on this and just call it a call it a day. Yeah, right? well, we'll see. yeah, we'll see. But that that could be a preview. Yeah. So Satchel would have been one seventeen today. So Leroy Robert Satchel Page would have been one seventeen today. And if you know that uh, any part of the story of Satchel Page, and you talk about uh, five decades. Five decades of, 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 of baseball and uh, Negro Leagues, Major League Baseball, and the National Baseball Hall of Fame, certainly the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame. He first started playing a semi-pro automobile. And then, you know, while this was going on, you know, he becomes more popular and, and you get some startups. And pretty soon people want Paige and Satchel's kind of doing what he wants to do. I'm sure back in those days, barnstorming, if there's money to be made here, Satchel be like, see you later. And he's gone and all that. So in June of 1931, so Pops would have been one years old, you know, June of 31. Uh, your grandparents, Brad and Derek, uh, uh, probably would have been in that, that you know, neck of the woods. Man, I got to right? think here now. Yeah, they, yeah, they'd been kids in that era. The uh, the Crawford uh, Colored Giants was their name. Independent club owned by a, a, a kind of an underworld figure, uh, Gus Greenlee, Pittsburgh, made Page an offer of $250 a month, right? So he makes his, his Crawford debut against the Homestead Grays, and you've maybe seen that uniform featured on on top and, and, and so on and so forth. And in the game of the fourth, uh, Page came in, held the Grays scoreless, had six strikeouts in Walkity Buddy, five innings of relief, gets the win, right? Next season, Greenlee, the guy that in Pittsburgh, kind of underworld guy there, uh, he organized a new Negro National League that survived for 16 years. 
Now, he wants to control his biggest star, which is Satchel Paige. And uh, in August, uh, he jumped to the Crawfords accepting an offer from Satchel Paige now, Neil Churchill. Neil Churchill had a semi-pro team in the state of North Dakota called the Bismarcks. All right, they were the Bismarck Churchills. That's uh, it's kind of what, there's a, <laughs> if you own it, it's good to do. It'd be like the yeah. the Lisbon Andersons or the <laughs> right. Barnesville Hansons. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> right. Cleveland Browns, right. Is what happened. So uh, so what did they sign Satchel for? Uh, $400 and a late model car. Nice. For just a month's Because I thought, yeah, because the Churchill name was synonymous with, uh, wasn't it cars Churchill and Motors, right? right? Is that Bism- right? And Bismarck back in the day, yeah. Yeah, it was. And and, and here's what made that significant, uh, certainly in the time. It was Page's uh, first experience playing with an integrated team in the United States of America. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's part of the story. They beat their rivals, Jamestown. And Jamestown had an ace pitcher, yep. uh, a, a, a Negro League ace pitcher, Barney Brown. So there, there's a – I encourage you to, to kind of research since it's Satchel's birthday today, kind of – Go back and, and and the baseball roots in the state of like North Dakota and certainly Minnesota, but South Dakota in North Dakota run pretty deep. And I bet you're going to be surprised about who traveled through these areas, barnstorming or yep. playing games. You would be amazed at some of the names in uh, Minnesota because town ball is so, so big. such a rich history there that you go back even like you know forties, thirties, forties, maybe into the fifties before the sure. before the Twins came around. There were stories of guy of uh, Town teams bringing in guys to, uh, to be paying guys good money sure. to come and play, and and, and and the people in the community would would see this, Derek, and then you know they it would create quite a buzz, quite a stir. Oh, Brad, yeah. Brad's right; it, it's just massively popular and still is to this day. But take you back now, again, times were were different back right. then. But some of these guys you would hear catch. We didn't have the internet, so nobody could just. You know, word of mouth, I think, was a big buzz, you know, and, and, and it would spread. And, and boy, you have these these people. So, yeah, it's I, I thought an intriguing story, a little bit walk down history of, of, of the sport of baseball and who, uh, whether it be on, on barnstormers or semi-pro teams, you know, Minot had a semi-pro, Williston had a semi-pro, Bismarck is talking about Jamestown. There's a lot of small towns in here that, that, uh, that did that. That's uh, that's yeah, I think pretty Minot good. had a minor league team for a while. I, I remember Jim Adelson in his book talked about that was one of his first jobs yes. in Minot as he did play by play of the forget the the uh, the team name. But uh, yeah. I, I know they weren't like the Minot Mallards, and I think yeah, I think it was the Mallards. Does that sound right? And I, I think Williston might have been the Oilers. The Williston Oilers were a semi uh, pro team, so you know that's a Derek. A baseball just screams for history, doesn't it? I mean, it really oh, does for sure. Well, I mean. Right away, you think of, you know, Moonlight Grandma, that old, you know, the oh, story sure. within, in a, the true life story within a fictional movie, right? That, you know, that kind of comes about with that. And, you know, legendary stories of those guys just maybe chasing that dream for the last time. I know, you know, my neck of the woods, there was, I hear about stories about my great uncles on both my mom and dad's side of the family with like these little, little, little towns between Moorhead and Barnesville, Comstocks and the, yes. and the, bakers and the downers playing each other you know you think about that and they have full teams because families obviously were bigger there but and they did a lot of work on the farm but just think about baseball teams and the pretty good rivals that they had with these families mm-hmm. that were playing each other in these small little ball yards that are now softball fields i guess i you know i'm glad when i grew up and we all are probably you know we grew up when we grew up you're just uh, hopefully you're glad when you grew up 
But sometimes I kind of wish it had been fun to maybe go back and grow up when that and see that stuff. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, we right? go back a few years or a couple two, of decades. Yeah. yeah. Two, three, seven, There's three. There's no, no, no Twitter then either. Yeah, so. no. Like, a little more simpler, a little dustier yeah. at times. <laughs> Not quite as much convenience, Probably but you know harder, what? harder times, I yeah. think. I yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't run down a block and get a Caramello bar like I do now and I was sloppy or a slurpy or whatnot. Harder to meet girls, I'm guessing. There was no Tinder yeah, then either. Yeah, yeah. Depending on how <laughs> fast right. that pigeon flew and you could shoo it off with a note <laughs> on its right. talents. The pigeons have talents. Let's go to the phone line at 237-3767. Who we got on the this phone This is Bud. Hey, Bud. Hey, guys. Uh, you know, Jack, there's an interesting book about that league up here. The inter- It was uh integrated league. Mm-hmm. It's, uh was a biography about double-duty Radcliffe, who played for Jamestown. Ted Radcliffe, yes. Read. Yes, a Ted double-duty Radcliffe, sure. And uh, he's... He was an interesting character. I think they interviewed him for the book, and he was over 100 years old, I think, when they did. And he was still pretty spry the way it, it sounded. Yeah. But he, that, it, it, that's a good book about this league up here. That Do you know the, the – the, did you give the title again? Well, I think it's just a biography of Double Duty Of, of Ted, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I want th- Thanks, Bud, for that. Uh, that, uh, that. I know that that's out there. And it's a great story. I uh, I got a story about Ted Double Duty Radcliffe, by the way, Bud. Um, so okay. he, when he was uh, in 1999, he was 96 ish years old, and uh, the Schomburg Flyers were part of, the, as you maybe recall, were part of the Northern League uh, for a while. Now they're Wood Bat League and, and all this, but uh, um, the Schomburg Flyers were going to bring out and sign, literally, like sign Double Duty Radcliffe. As a player, he's ninety six. You know, so it's one of these things we're going right. to highlight him, and and he is going to they're going to sign him. He's going to throw a pitch, and and he'll become an official. You know, on on the team. Well, they're playing the FM Red Hawks, so the Red Hawks are there, and CBS News uh, catches wind of this, so they're going to they're going they call us here and say, can we just get uh, Jack's call the opening pitch of Ted W, and we'll use it for a quick little news blurb on the CBS News top of the hour. So Paul Jorgens or somebody got a hold of me and said, hey, by the way, CBS is going to record the uh, the audio of your call. So you don't want to screw that up, right, bud? You, you want to make sure that this is you know, <laughs> right. this, this going to go on the network news on right across the land. So so I'm ready for it. Yeah, right. I'm ready for it, right? I've, I've done the duty. I've done my research on Ted Radcliffe and double duty and the nigger league and all this. So I'm, I'm a, and, and they, they, they kind of wheel Ted out there, and then he's 96, and, and they're going to prop him up, and they're displaying double duty. What a legend. And he's out on the field. So I'm at this time knowing that it's recording. And I'm and I'm going through what a life of Ted Double Duty Radcliffe and the perseverance. I'm getting into this big thing and and what he represents and all and integrated ball and the, the strides that he's and I'm into this big open, waiting for the the crescendo of Ted to throw. Then here's the pitch. It's a strike and he's made history. So I'm ready for all of it, bud. And yep. they bring Ted out. They hand him the ball and I'm like a quarter into my little thing and Ted just tosses the ball. <laughs> Like a premature toss, and I'm like, uh-oh. So I kind of had to do a quick synopsis right there and, and kind of play it off a little differently on radio. But he was out in the dugout by the time I was, and now here's the pitch. And he'd already th- thrown the ball. Brad, you've been there sometimes with that. But I'm glad you yeah. brought Ted down yeah. to Double Duty Radcliffe off. But anyway. Wow. So that's uh, well. Uh, I'd recommend the book, and I think he may. It may have been after that event that the book was written. 
No. So. Yeah. You know, his name, his full name, and you might want to check this. I think it's Theodore Roosevelt Radcliffe. I think you're right. right? I think that's his, if, if someone wants to check on that, I think that is Ted's full God given name was Theodore Roosevelt Radcliffe. But. Oh, love uh, history, bud. You hit me right in my vein right there. That was, uh, that I was... like that story. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for the call. I mean, Derek, you can imagine, right? You're trying to play Brad. You're trying to play it off. And I've, I've, I don't normally write down a lot. I try to have a theme in your head so it sounds general. And, but this one I kind of wrote down because I didn't want to screw it up. And he handed Ted the ball. And he didn't wait for Schomburg's introduction. He just, <laughs> didn't tell him, Ted, <laughs> Ted, we're going to give you the sign. Yeah, you we'll throw let, the ball. We'll let you know, Ted. But you know what? At 96, Ted, uh, Ted now, in the right. You yeah. are correct. Is that right? Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, double duty Radcliffe. There yes. you go. He made it to 103. Unbelievable. How about that? There's history. Great call today, bud. Did oh. he give him the heater then? It wasn't even well, it didn't quite, it. Yeah. he didn't quite yeah. make it the full... Uh, the full yeah. distance there, but uh, it was uh, it, you knew. I'll tell you this, guys. You knew you were at a, at a place. Alexian Field is where Schomburg played. I've and been there, yeah. Been there. It's it's a beautiful. It's a ballpark that uh, that they made uh, in the pattern of of Wrigley Field. So it has the same dimensions and same kind of feel of, as Wrigley. And uh, you knew when he arrived, like you were watching a piece of history come out of that field. It was pretty, pretty cool place to be that night. Ron Kittle. I believe it was, it was the, the manager, manager of uh, right. Schaumburg. So remember, Kit? That was uh, Ron Kittle's only manager I watched. Like, normally managers don't take batting practice with mm-hmm. the players. Kit would always grab a bat and go huh. there and start swinging. I'm like, Kit's still got it. Yes, I, he, he had a few under the roof of uh, the old Comiskey <laughs> the old Park Comiskey back Park. in the day. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff. Derek, so what's the scene? Uh, so you are broadcasting there for uh, KFGO today, right, at Forest That's Hill? right. They'll be on for Afternoons Live for uh, Tyler Access. It's the Roadhouse Celebrity Golf Classic here at Forest Hills. And so I'll be broadcasting live 2 to 5. And uh, coming up tomorrow, they got a big golf tournament. And we've got a few. If you're a Vikings fan, it's uh, – how about this? you got a little bit of uh, Carl Eller stopping by here. How about that? That's a bad name, huh? And uh, Stu Voigt, Ooh. we got, uh, I think, Henry Thomas is going to be here. Mark Mullaney, old number 77. Chuck Foreman, who, uh, you, you know, you can find him pretty much at many of these events. He's so good for these. Uh, I think it, I'm trying to figure out who else is in. Uh, Tommy Kramer's Car- not there? Carl, yeah, Carl Lee and uh, Paul Krause, too. Oh, very so. nice. My yeah. goodness. Bring a piece of paper and maybe a yeah. pen, folks. Uh if, if you get out there, it wouldn't hurt to snatch up a couple of autographs. And I'm sitting at the brand new, and they just christened this thing, the uh, simulators, the golf simulators they have here now. That's where I'm sitting, the, the old uh, kind of the pool house that they had here. This is where they have this now, and there's a beautiful pool out here. I know a lot of people who spend their summers out in Forest Hills. It's gorgeous, gorgeous golf course, uh, uh, kind of a hidden gem here on your way to Detroit Lakes on Highway 10. So hopefully you'll see on, if you're on your way to your lake, stop by and see me. Great stuff, uh, Derek. Uh, good stuff today. Way to, way to rock and roll. And I know that you'll have a, a good time out there. It, it is beautiful. And make Forest Hills uh, part of your uh, weekend plans if, if you're there. It's, not, it's a quick shot out of uh, Fargo-Moorhead, not too far. And as, as you said, man, it's, it's just absolutely beautiful there off, uh, off Highway 10 Northwest uh, in, uh, in Minnesota. All right, Dee, we're going to jump in and uh, grab uh, Corey Provis here and talk about Twins baseball, brother. We will talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, Have a good you weekend. too. Derek Hansen, he's had a busy week on that. Uh, Brad, we didn't. I know Corey's coming up. We just didn't get time to tell you that Britney Spears is addressing an incident that occurred between her and her member of the San Antonio Spurs security after she attempted to approach uh, the new star Victor Wembanyama 
apparently they were at a, uh, she spotted him, uh, allegedly slapped the director of team security. This is allegedly. Okay. Damian Smith, team security lady, in an effort to protect the Spurs player when she got near him. They were in a restaurant in Las Vegas. Now, as Brittany would tell you, there were a lot of people, you know, that, that she was trying to tap him on the shoulder and congratulate him on his, you know, new mm-hmm. stance, number yeah. one overall in the NBA draft. Uh, and, and, and Victor said there were a lot of people calling me. One person was calling me, but I couldn't stop. Uh, quote, that person grabbed me from behind. I didn't see what happened because I was walking straight, but that person grabbed me, not on my shoulder. Uh, I just know that security pushed her away. I didn't know with how much force, though. I didn't stop to look. I kept walking. That's his thing, and I'm sure he's just, I don't know, it's going out a million people probably trying to uh, try. Brittany's thing was I looked to gently tap him on the shoulder. So there's your controversy. Uh-huh. Brittany Spears and the newest Spur picture with Mayama. I'm glad we had time for that today. I don't know what's going to happen. Probably lawsuits. Who knows? You know, this day and age. Yeah, I think that'll. <laughs> Maybe it'll I blow think over. it'll blow over, it'll over blow time. Over. They'll, they'll, it, they'll, get, they'll give 10, 15 minutes for Brittany and Victor can, <laughs> doesn't, can, can chat. Doesn't change the fact Seals and Crofts are playing the Andersons reunion. <laughs> Uh, we'll be we'll come back. Corey Provis, Twins Baseball Chat, coming up next on 740 The Fed. Twins Baseball, Baseball This Week, each Friday, the show with Corey Provis. Brought to you by Dean's Bulk Service. And uh, Corey joins us today, an off day yesterday for Corey and the uh, Minnesota Twins. And tonight, they welcome the Baltimore Orioles in. Corey, good to have you on board today again. Uh, before we even get to the Orioles, I think we've got to talk a little bit about some great pitching, a couple of uh, superb uh, appearances as of late, including, of course, uh, uh, Mr. Pablo Lopez the other day, Corey. Yeah, two complete game shutouts in a span of about two weeks when the Twins had gone five years uh, without their first, right? I mean, it was Jose Brios in 2018, then five years later Joe Ryan did it, and then about two weeks later we see Pablo Lopez uh, do the same. So, uh, you know, it, it's great to see, and it's also been the strength of this team, Jack, 90 games in. It's not, we, we, we've long gone by the early in the season stage. That's, that's way out of here. Uh, but this has been the strength of this team by far. It's been consistently good, and seeing this group, um, you know, come out and give their team a chance night in, night out has been just a wonderful thing to see because it's been not years, Jack, but decades mm. since the Twins had pitching like this. Uh, certainly in my time, before that, I mean, you're probably talking about Santana, Liriano, Pavano there a little bit. Sure. Uh, where you had this kind of starting pitching at the same time and throw it the way that they are. It's been a long time coming for this group. What kind of traction? You know, usually the all-star break is we treat that as a midway point, even though it, it gets past it. But are the, are the Twins, if they're not limping uh, into the all-star break, because you mentioned the pitching is good, uh, do they have firm traction into the all-star break? Where are the Twins now, in your estimation, heading in soon to the all-star break? Well, they're in a better spot than they were a week ago. I mean, a week ago, uh, you know, this thing was was coming off the, the the tracks there a little bit because of you know how they played in Atlanta and the Braves, the best team that I've seen, and they're I think a, a favorite to win the World Series, and I get why after watching that team in person. But they had the team meeting, you know, after the loss Wednesday, the off day Thursday, and then they played better baseball in Baltimore. Uh, it was the offense. Were they were they crushing the ball like the 2019 Bomba squad? No, but they were having some better at bats, and I think we've seen that continue. They've won five out of six, 
you know, since that meeting. And, um, you know, they keep talking about it's a new season, new season. We start now. Uh, well, the bunting was back up <laughs> at Target Field this week and you know, probably for July 4th, but also I thought it was pretty funny. I'm like, hey, opening day again. Okay, let's bring the bunting back and hang it from, from the different levels of the ballpark. So uh, we enjoyed that. But I, I think, you know, the hitters, they're, they're taking on some more, you know, uh, they're taking on some more level of, hey, let us do this. Let us, we, we appreciate the coaching. We appreciate all the analytical data that is out there, but let us decide how we best want to attack a certain pitcher. And so that's what's changed. The hitters meetings that go on every single day now, they used to be, you know, led by staff members. It's now being led by players. You know, the, the staff members are not even in the room anymore. They have, you know, a computer screen up to a monitor and they're playing, you know, the, the starting pitcher and his stuff on a loop and over and over again. But then it's up to the players to kind of say, all right, this is what we want to see. This is what we want to do. How do you think you should do this? And that's the change. Uh, how long that's going to continue, we'll find out. But that's what's different about how the hitters are, are handling things now. They're doing this a lot on their own. I heard uh, Kep after the uh, the big game he had the other day talking about it. It just felt like his mindset was at a really good spot, Corey. And, you know, we've been talking this week, you know, sometimes just an adjustment maybe on who bats where in the lineup. You know, Correa to the leadoff spot is an example there, Corey. These little tweaks uh, and everything you just talked about, you know, could it be that simple, I guess, is the question. Well, it's not going to be that. They're going to, they're, you know, the, the Royals, that, that's a bad team. I mean, that that's one of the worst teams in baseball. So, yeah, I think, you know, seeing Baltimore again for the second time in two weekends, and the Orioles just put up 14 runs at Yankee Stadium last night. Um, and the Twins were able to keep a very good offense to only three runs in three games. I mean, that that's pretty that's pretty impressive what they did in Baltimore last weekend. They didn't sweep the series. They won the series, but they held that offense down. That offense was scoring over five runs a game. They scored three, all three games combined. Uh, so Bailey Ober sees them for the second time in as many starts. I think that they're going to be hunting his change up tonight. I think they'll hunt change up, adjust the fastball, because it's not 95, it's 92, 93. Uh, but will that change up have that same look to it? And, you know, the starters only have so many weapons here. It's not like they can just, you know, come up with a new pitch in between starts. But I think for Bailey, if he can duplicate what he did last week, what he's been doing all year long, the Twins, I think, should get to Cole Irvin tonight. They made some really good contact against him last Sunday. Uh, they were just some line drives hit right at defenders. Hopefully there's this new idea of thinking, this confidence that they have now, and we'll see some better results against left-handed pitching because that's been odd that this team has been as badly as they have been against left-handed pitching all year long. Corey, eventually August 1st is going to hit. That's a trade deadline. And I know every fan out there is already thinking, if you're the Twins, you just talked about how strong that pitching staff is, Corey, but you know it's the buy, sell, or Stan Pat uh, conversations that Twins fans are going to have, Corey, is it the latter? Is it the Stan Pat in your estimation? I think they'll, I think they'll look to add, I, but I wonder again about the draft capital that, that, they, that they might have, really the minor league capital that they may, might not have. I, I, just, I don't get a sense that the farm system is that deep right now, um, and I, I don't see them moving you know, Brooks Lee. You know, is a guy like Austin Martin on the table? He might be, but he's been hurt. I don't know what kind of value he's going to have uh, in return. 
they don't have a ton of pitching I think they want to part ways with. And you know, they lost some of their better prospects last year. You know, the moves they made for Lopez and Malley, which to this point have, have, have not worked out. And they gave up a lot of talent to get those two players. I don't know if they have the same luxury to make those moves in the way they did last year without without really taking a bite out of your major league roster, which is something they don't want to do. Now, is a guy like Jose Miranda on the table? I think he's on the table. Is a guy like, you know, is Kepler, is, 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 sure. is Larnick. I mean, those are the names to me that might have to go more than, you know, a, a player or two that they think highly of in the minor leagues because I just don't know if the same depth is there that they once had a year or two ago. The recipe, final thing for you, Corey, the uh, the second half. And the Twins, uh, I don't think, want to uh, – last year had a little bit of a collapse in the second half, and hopefully not this year. And I don't even know what the word collapse means because in the Central Division, hey, who knows what the number is going to be. You and I have talked about this, Corey, before, that that number may not start with a nine uh, to win that Central Division, might might start with an eight. But uh, that said, uh, the, the Corey Provis – recipe for the twins to not only make a surge win the central division but maybe even have a a step or two a factor in the postseason what's the recipe Corey, at this juncture for you and your crystal ball well if they can keep this starting group healthy the twins have starters to compete in a playoff series in a way they have not done so in a long long time that if they get into a best of three series with the Yankees, with the Astros, you have a combination of Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez and Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober. And DeKent has been really good, too, since he's come back. His last three starts have been good. They have starters that can hang in a way that they did not previously. That doesn't mean that, you know, they're going to win, but I feel better about this Twins team if they can get to that point, just matching up arm for arm, in a way they just were not able to in past years. So to me, that's why if they can get there, if they can keep this group healthy, they certainly have a chance to, to do much better than they've done in years, in years, in a postseason series because they have the arms to really contend. Love that spot. Love that crystal ball for Corey and, and, and spot on. Uh, Corey, we leave with this. You know, we got the, the Red River Valley State Fair going on now for the next uh, umpteen days in the Red River here in Fargo, more at West Fargo. You got that very, you know, State Fair eventually in Minnesota. I Googled quickly, Corey, and, and I know you're, you're a connoisseur of great food. I mean, you watch what you eat and you're a healthy guy. But some of the most outrageous, insane state fair foods. And I'm just curious, Corey. Uh, I'll throw a couple at you. You just tell me if you'd eat them or not. Uh, in the state of Arizona, uh, they they serve deep fried scorpion. Is that a yay or a, or a nay? Scorpion. Does it come with a like a like a mustard <laughs> dipping sauce? I, I I hope. I think. Would that would that change it? Would that be no, the? No, di- that's going to be a nay. That's going to be that's going to be a, a polite pass. Okay, a polite pass. Uh, in 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 Minnesota, they have fried pickles and chocolate. If you're putting a gun to my head, maybe, but uh, that that also <laughs> probably would be a pass. Okay, we had two more in Alaska. They serve reindeer hot dogs. I'll take I'll take the pickles and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even dare go to this one, but I'll tell it anyway. Back to Arizona, a maggot melt sandwich. Sound appealing? 
Uh, what's the protein content in maggot? Is that is that is, that, is maggot is that maggots considered high in protein? I'd imagine maybe yeah, in fly larvae. Yeah, is, I that, think. is that like chicken and pork? Is the other white meat? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think it's a hard pass if, if, if you and Dana. Yeah, and Mrs. you know what? But 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 all the best to the people that enjoy that food. I want you to savor every bite. <laughs> And I don't want to deprive you of those delicacies. So why even why even bother uh, getting in line? Uh, Let you enjoy that. I don't want to get in your way. Uh, good stuff, man. Corey, uh, have a great weekend, my friend. Enjoy the All Star uh, break, and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Corey, for the time today. You the man, Jack. Track it down, Corey Provis. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. He uh, he had a good question on the maggot melt bread, uh, the protein I, content. You know, he's, well, he's very health conscious. <laughs> Yes, he is. Just so you know, he does, yes, you Corey know. does not eat red meat. Yeah, as you know. Um, um, and uh, what's uh, there's the thing at Target Field where you can get salads. I know Corey is he's a, big, on Corey the is big on that. He's big on the hummus. Yeah. Uh, last week he was. Uh, last week I was talking with, and he is. I don't know if you saw the the uh, the uh, bit on uh, where. Oh, with, he Audra? with Audra yeah. when he was, he yeah, was rock climbing in, in uh, Atlanta or something. Uh, yeah, in Atlanta, the ballpark in Atlanta, and uh, he said, "Yeah, he says, yeah, it's just, you know, I." I look at exit velocity and things like that. And then I just, you know, I, 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 I rock climb on Tuesdays. You know, it's just part of my gig. Brad and I both are looking at that list I just gave Corey over there. And I think I agree with you. I think that pickles, that when it's at the Minnesota pickles Fair. Pickles and chocolate. And chocolate on there. That, that's, that's not bad. If you have not gone, and I haven't gone in years. Uh, when I lived down there, I went every year. But you should go to the Minnesota State Fair. The experience, right? Yeah, and bring your wallet. Because, I mean, you can, there's a lot of things you could eat. <laughs> And uh, some of them aren't cheap, but uh, I, that, that's just that's just one you should check off. The Honey, list. we had the college fund set aside, <laughs> but I went to the Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of people and a lot of greasy food, but, but you would uh, I think you'll enjoy. It. Uh, enjoy the Fair, Red River Valley Fair certainly if you're doing yeah. that uh, this weekend. Uh, Newman Outdoor Field fireworks tonight, a lot of good stuff. The Shields uh, in the baseball tournament uh, yeah, got four some teams di- four, involved. Uh, four different sites, yeah. Yeah, so good. Forest Hills, where Derek is today. Swing by, mention the former Vikings. A big thanks to Corey Provis. Uh, stick around. Common Man is next on 740 The Fan KNFL.